0: future we're talking real money so you like getting poor
1: quick huh yeah you notice i didn't say rich quick poor quick apparently you like getting poor quick because a lot of you are doing it yes i know we all want to get rich quickly that's human behavior yet it's hard to do and it's unlikely that you're going to do it gambling. You know that. You do. You don't know too many people who actually believe that betting on horses or playing blackjack or craps or roulette, betting on football games, is a a way to invest, right? You, you don't think that. And most people don't think that. They know that those things are, well, gambling. Yet, you keep calling day trading, or even stock trading, investing. The media does the same thing. Short-term investing, they call it. It's not short-term investing. It's short-term normal gambling. You're just doing it betting on stocks instead of betting on sports. And there are a lot of people out there who have an interest in persuading you to do just that, to play that short-term game, because it makes them money. The people who sell trading systems, the online brokerage firms, and we'll get to them a little later, some news... But the reality is is, is that day trading cannot be a way to make money for the majority because the winners, those who do win, have been known to win big. The problem is they're in the minority, and so it takes the rest of you to help them win big. What does that sound a lot like? Oh, yeah, let's see. Few people buy lottery tickets and make a lot of money. The rest buy lottery tickets and lose their money. Yet in day trading, the bets can get big because you get lulled into this false sense of skill. You start thinking you know things you can't know. And I, I recently watched a video. There was an NPR article about it. And the video is a few years old, but the lesson was good and the lesson continues to resonate. Um, it was a video by a, uh, a guy who looked like he was in his 20s named Matthew. And here's just the beginning of that video
0: $127,000. How did I lose it?
1: Now, even though he posted this three years ago, he gets comments on a daily basis here are just a few verbatim comments from the past couple of weeks for example 8k lost today i lost 90k day trading options i lost 20k during the 2020 melt up i have a grad degree in math and i'm a cpa melt up that was when everybody figured the stock market was going down and we're betting on it going down and then suddenly it went up and they went wait there's a virus they called it a melt up here's another comment me also lost uh, me also lost thirty-five thousand in last week all my money and then this one i really liked this is someone i think it was a couple months ago Uh, He or she said, learned a big secret working for e-trade in the 90s. Quote, the house always wins, unquote. And there were a lot of these comments. There were a lot of these comments, and there were a few from people saying, well, if you lost money day trading, you're just doing it wrong. You're just doing it wrong. No, you can't do it right. Because it's not investing, it's betting you're betting that you're going to win some of you when you bet will win evidence of winning is not evidence of skill it's only evidence of luck it is not investing please get this through your head day trading is not investing it is absolutely gambling the house always wins the house, in this case, is all the other traders that you're playing against and the brokerage firms who make money with every trade that moves. And here's the rule about day trading. And this is a rule about everything that involves gambling. Do not do it unless you are honestly, 100%, prepared, comfortable with losing all of your money because the odds are pretty good that you you will lose all of it be careful on a related note the massachusetts security division filed a complaint against robin hood for violating state laws and regulations for quote falling far short of the fiduciary standard and by the way massachusetts has a fiduciary standard for broker dealers not just investment advisors that require broker-dealers to act in their clients' best interests. I can see lots of lawsuits coming down the road for brokerage firms (laughs) in Massachusetts. Uh, What they're nailing Robinhood for is making trading too easy and way too much fun. And I have to tell you, a couple weeks ago, I downloaded Robinhood. And for the for the good of the show, I put hundred dollars in, and my plan was to kind of play with it, to, to randomly pick stocks and report back on those. But you know, that's not that's even if it's in jest and it's for fun, that, that's a terrible lesson. So even though like last week I picked a biotech ETF randomly, it was a random stock selector, I made about six percent on it then i randomly got some sort of network stock uh, communications network stock well that one went down about four percent and of course they gave me the free stock you get a free stock which was worth about five bucks so just before i started recording this i cashed out of those positions uh the total i'm up like six bucks on my hundred dollars mainly because of the free stock and i put that all in a vanguard etf that's it. That's all I'm gonna do. Just gonna sit it. Leave that hundred dollars sitting there in a Vanguard ETF. Not gonna play with it. I don't think that's a good lesson. This is not a good thing for people to do, to play with their money. It is dangerous. So I'm not gonna support Robinhood. Well, I guess I did by giving them a couple of trades, but now they won't make any money because my money's just gonna sit there in an ETF, and they there's no profit for them in that. They don't like that. They need to make you trade. They need to excite you about trading. Now, what I'll do is I'll keep the account and see what new things they do to try to entice me into trading. And I'll report on that. But uh, this is the first major complaint against Robinhood. And I think we'll see probably many more because what they do, not only do they do things that encourage you to trade and make it like a, a video game, but they also fail miserably. To screen out investors who are less than sophisticated, and they're not. I mean, they, they actually they fail to screen out gamblers, according to this Wall Street Journal article. Robinhood allowed one customer with no investment experience, none, to make over twelve thousand seven hundred trades in a half a year. In a half a year. They also let people play options with no experience and really no great disclosure about how dangerous options are. You know, they need to, everybody I think needs to be totally upfront in this business about how much you can lose. We are, when we talk to you about investing in the stock market, we tell you over and over and over again, yes, people have historically made money in the past, but. The worst one-year loss for a diversified portfolio of stocks over the past 90-plus years has been 50%. So if you're not comfortable with the possibility of losing half of your money over the course of an entire year and not knowing when it's going to come back, you shouldn't be 100% in stocks. As a long-term investor, Trading's even more dangerous. So before you do something like this, or anything else that you think is risky, please call us. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Call that 24 hours a day. Leave your question on the electronic service, and we will answer those questions either here on the podcast or uh, we answer them live on our show, which airs Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. So either way works really, really well. Uh, Either call or, if you prefer, send your question in at TalkingRealMoney.com and just hit the contact form. You can record a question or, as most people seem to prefer, you can type it up and then I or Tom will read it and then we'll answer it. And that's what we're going to do right now. The subject, Roth. Twins turning 18, first ETF. Hello, my two awesome kids are turning 18 this month and both have part-time jobs and qualify for Roth IRAs. I am planning on helping them open accounts and getting them started for their birthday with $500 each. And Christmas is coming up too. You could do it then too. My question is, what mutual funder ETF to buy to hopefully start them out on their long-term investing futures? I'd appreciate your thoughts on a total world market ETF like Vanguard's VT, a small-cap value ETF like Avantis's, Avantis's AVUV, or a 100% equity portfolio at Betterment. Thanks, love the show. You know, any of those would be good, but I have an idea, and this in no way, shape, or form, are we affiliated with this organization or do we get compensated by them? If we did, we'd probably have a lot of money. Uh, but it occurred to me that because they're both 18, they both have jobs, they're both going to be spending money, that it may be a good idea to get them set up to save a chunk of the, of what they spend automatically through Acorns, you can set up a Roth at Acorns. It's called Acorns Later. And you can use their really well-diversified portfolio of ETFs. I would go with the very aggressive growth. It's appropriate for their age. And then link this to their bank accounts and credit card. card. It's not multiples. Uh, or just to their bank account. And use the rounding service to put additional money in to their account for the long haul and encourage them to maybe set up a deal. You can do it really easily with Acorns where they take $50 a month out of their checking account or whatever it might be to add to their Roth IRA. So do presents. Encourage family to give them the gift of a Roth contribution instead of, you know, an expensive toy of some kind because if you do it when they're young we're literally you do it when they're young and you get them to put away as much as they can when they're young and they will truly be worth seven figures from just piddly little contributions to their Roth IRA they really will the numbers just back that up the compounding over many many decades can make you rich without breaking a sweat it's just we need to start early which very few of us did send a question into talkingrealmoney.com if you have one or call 855-935-TALK and let's grab another one because we're kind of behind on the written questions the subject when to transfer enjoy your program immensely have listened to don since his denver days yes i'm a colorado boy born in boulder spent most of my life in colorado springs was on koa in denver question i recently left an employer and have about fifty thousand in a 401k there one of the american funds i want to transfer to t-rope price blue chip and or communications fund would transferring it to an IRA make it easier for my wife to access? Should I kick the bucket? Also, should I wait to make the transfer in March when the old employer makes his matching portion? Or would it be advisable to make the transfer now to take advantage of a fund with a better track record? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. So, uh, you're no longer with the employer. So I would assume this match is just the match for the past year. And if the match is from the past year, then I would probably wait until March to make the transfer uh, if you don't get the money otherwise. Cuz it's worth getting. Cuz while it's better to get into a less expensive mutual fund and I disagree with the word better the words better track record. That's not what you should be using to determine where you're going to go and that may be what you're doing right now and i want to dissuade you wait till march do not go to t-row price yes i know their blue chip fund has done very very well in the past few years but it's also just large cap u.s stocks and it's also comparably expensive with the american funds so that's not what i would do what i would do is go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Then click on the white-haired woman. In fact, I'm going to do it with you right here. We're just going to do it together. TalkingRealMoney.com. Here we go. And you'll see in the second row, usually, there's a white-haired woman with earbuds in it. It says, Explore Show Topics or Explore. You click on that, and the very first piece that comes up is entitled Three Funds at Three Groups, and we have U.S. equities, international equities, and diversified bonds. I would use these three funds, either from Fidelity, Schwab, or Vanguard. The fees are a tiny fraction of what you are paying at American Funds, and what you would be paying at T. Rowe price. And none of these are active managed, actively managed. Tongue's working really well today. Uh, and they are all massively diversified. Whereas with your funds, you're going to get maybe a couple hundred stocks. With these, you're going to get thousands of stocks and thousands of bonds. And if you need help determining the right allocation, your equity portion should be split 50-50, U.S. and international. I know this feels contrary to what the market is doing, but the market has only done things. It's not doing anything. We don't know what the future will bring, but we do know that half the time, international equities beat U.S. And they do. You just don't know when that time's going to be. So the the equity portion, the stock portion, half U.S., half international, the bonds, pick one of those bond funds, and the way you determine that allocation is by going to... Uh, to the same website, just up at the top, it says Risk Quiz, R I S Q U I Z. Take that risk quiz, click on the button, fill out the thing. You'll get a report that tells you what your relative percentages should be between equities and bonds. And it's all free. And these are all no load. And these are all very inexpensive. And this is absolutely what I believe you should do, as opposed to going to an actively managed fund and trying. To pick based on track records. we got to give this up because the track record only shows you what has happened. It doesn't give you a clue about the future. If you looked at the track record for small-cap value stocks over the past 10 years, you'd never buy them. Yet, last month, small-cap value stocks gained in one month about 20%. If that was annualized, that'd be 240%, making it the best investment for the past many decades. Of course, that's not going to happen, but how many people were there because the performance had been terrible. Don't look at past performance. It's truly not indicative of a darn thing. Thank you all for listening, being a part of the podcast. Please, over this holiday season, share this with people, but do it in a safe way. Like, do it on Zoom. Don't go visit. There's There, way, there are way too many really sick people. In the hospitals, and way too many people dying. I've got family members. I, just today, uh, a nephew was checked into an emergency room in Virginia, horribly sick. Please stay away from people, okay? And also, if you need help with money, we do that for free. Well, we charge people for it too, but we'll help anybody get them get, to get started. Our advisors will educate anyone. You can do it for free, no obligation. Just go to our website, vestory.com, and we'll virtually meet with you and try to fix some of these issues that plague so many portfolios and that keep you from enjoying the future you really should be able to enjoy if you do it right. So go to vestory.com, set up an online appointment or a phone call, either one, we don't care. I'm not going to meet with you in person. That's a bad idea. But uh, do that. It's free and it's easy. And there's no high-pressure sales pitch, period. All right? Or call the show, 855-935-TALK, or send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com. And again, tell everybody, subscribe to the podcast. That helps it grow. And uh, enjoy a great holiday. Of course, we'll be talking to you soon. We're here almost every day. Thanks for listening